the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the Word? Praise Him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. God gave us a Bible that's full of awesome promises that He made to me and you. Promises of things that He's willing and wanting to do for me and you that'll be a blessing in the lives of me and you. One of those promises is to bring recovery and restoration of all that's been lost and or stolen in the lives of me and you. All we have to do is believe that God's promise and recovering restoration is true, cooperate with Him by doing whatever He wants us to do, and our God will do what He promised for me and you that He said He would do. So come on, let's learn a little bit more about it today. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you about recovery and restoration. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the Word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Malachi chapter 4, verse 5. He said, Behold, check this out and don't miss this. I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall, speaking of the Lord, and he shall turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. Now notice he said, he shall turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. Then he ain't got nothing else to say. Last thing he said was that he was going to restore a relationship. Of course, the ultimate one that he was talking about was him and us. Him and us. But it also includes natural relationships, too. God has the ability to do that, too. Now, if I can tell the truth of the matter, praise God, that unless the first one that I said, him and us, is is, is done, the other ones are irrelevant. Uh, amen. Because it's nice that you grinning at one another for a little while, but all y'all going to hell if you ain't got this one. And so, you know, I ain't trying to discount it or nothing. I'm just trying to make sure you understand. That's how big of a difference that it is between the one between him and us and the one that between us and everybody else. But see, those people's up in here already got the first one together. Glory to God. So let's let him get to working on the rest of them. Praise God. Hey, hey. I felt a sink. Praise God. It's all right. I'm going to just keep preaching. Praise God. In season, out of season. Whether you like it or don't like it, I'm going to just go ahead and preach. Praise God. God wants to restore families. God can cause the hearts of the parents and their children to be turned back to one another. Now, this is, a, this is speaking of the undutiful, disobedient children. Who are estranged from their fathers. Because that's who Israel was at that time. They were the undutiful. Disobedient children. Stubborn. Hard headed. Hard hearted. 
disrespectful children who they were to the father. And some of us have been in relationships with people who are very much similar. They're undutiful, disobedient, disrespectful, hard-headed, irritating. To the point that you might have cried for a little while after they was gone, but then after you thought about it, you're like, hey, this is all right. Praise God. Three days of no drama. Praise God. You was like marking it off on the calendar. Praise God. <laughs> like, Lord Jesus, I thank you. Sometimes it take a little while to figure out that you've been made to lay down in green pastures. Praise God. Sitting there crying and reaching for grass and wiping your eyes, and all of a sudden you're reading, hey, this is grass. And it's green. Hallelujah. But God said that he would turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers. Notice it's a mutual turning. It's a mutual turning. Both hearts turning toward one another. So don't worry, God ain't going to just spring nobody on you that he hasn't turned the heart for yet. God ain't going to spring nobody on you that he hasn't turned your heart for them yet. Because he understands that it, in order to glue things together properly, both sides have to be properly treated then they'll stick. Amen. So in the meantime, both hearts turning toward one another is what God's going to do. Now that word turn right there means to turn back. It means to turn back. But God wants to turn the heart back. Now that's important because it lets us know that turn back to what? Well, turn back to the way it was before. Turn back to the way it existed before. Whereas God restores it back to the way that it was supposed to be. The way it used to be. Adverbially, it means again, again. And when you say adverbially, adverbially you're talking about how an adverb modifies a verb. So what you do is take a verb and then you adverb that bad boy. And so it, it gives it more clarity and give it more understanding. So adverbially, it, mean, it means again, as in turn again, which means you add the word again to turn. Uh, you turn again. Well, God's going to turn your heart Again, again means it was there before. Again means it was there before, but he's going to turn it back to where it was before. Amen. 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 The inference is that God can cause that which used to exist between the two to be able to happen again. The inference is that that what once occurred, I mean, you got to go back before the, the breakup. You got to go back before the time you wasn't interested in making up. You got to go back before then. And remember back when everything was fine. God said, that's what I'm talking about, turning back to. Remember when you looked at that child and used to love that child and used to want to hold that child and enjoyed being around that child. God said, that's the time I'm talking about that I'm turning it back to. Remember when you sat in the aisle with one another and blinked your eyes at one another. They looked at you through the veil and, and, and you looked at them through the veil. And was ignoring everybody else that was up in the house. The only thing that you was concerned about is pretty soon me and you going to go back to our house. And they said, will you? You said, I do. Oh, yes, I do. God said, that's the time I'm talking about turning back to. Because sometimes we got to like have to be have a 
We got to get a memory. Was it ever like that? Yes, it was. Remember when y'all was just met as buddies and y'all was like, oh, see, I met my, I met my buddy. This is my sister, my long lost sister. But then y'all ran into something. It turned. God said, I can turn it back to the way it was before. Amen. One of the ways that that's done is to turn both of their hearts toward the Lord and then unite them. To turn their hearts toward the Lord and then unite them. Turn to Luke chapter 1, please. It's one of the ways that it's done is by turning them back to the Lord and then uniting them. Whereas you don't turn your heart toward each other, you turn your heart toward the Lord. Where God's going to turn both hearts toward him and then you'll meet in him. Luke chapter 1. See, their hearts will be turned to the Lord. Verse 16. It says, and many of the children of Israel shall be turned to the Lord their God. And he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elias. Speaking of Elijah. To turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just. To make ready a people prepared for the Lord. That's what we're going to be. A people who are ready and prepared by the Lord. Amen. Now this turning of the hearts to the Lord includes the hearts of the fathers being turned to their sons too. Includes the hearts of the fathers being turned to the son. Remember I told you any relationship works. This is the one that he's dealing with specifically. But any relationship works. And he said it was going to come in the Power of Elias. Speaking of Elijah. Now remember Elijah was a prophet. He was a prophet of God. He was God's representative to carry out the Lord's will. And we remember Elijah got some stuff handled. Praise God. In fact of the other prophets that came. That, that were also spoken of in the Old Testament. There was only one other prophet. That um, did more than he did. In relationship to um, um, miracles and things like that. And that was Elisha. His protege, the one that he taught how to be able to do what it is that he was going to do. But he was still considered the gold standard of the prophets in the Old Testament in relationship to doing what he do. Because everybody talk about when they, even when they spoke of Elisha, they spoke of him as one who poured the water on Elijah's hands. Because Elijah was considered the gold standard. What nobody as bold as he was. What nobody pull off some stuff like he did. It's like, come on, remember, he prayed one time. It didn't rain for years. He said, it ain't going to rain again until I pray again. Look at the boldness that he had. And it didn't either. Elisha was the man. Called down fire from heaven. Some of us have trouble lighting a barbecue pit. He called down fire from heaven. <laughs> Took out it like dang. So when he represented God, he didn't represent God like no joke. He walked, he walked in a spirit that did nobody else walk in, and he walked in a level of power that nobody else walked in. So the spirit that he went in and the power that he used was God's spirit and God's power. 
But in Joel, we just read chapter two, God said, I will restore to you everything that would the devil stole from you. I'll restore for you everything that the canker worm and the palmer worm and all the mother wiggly worms ate up and stuff like that. He said, I- I'm going to restore that. Therefore, the restoration of our relationships will be, will be done by God himself. The one whose power Elisha used, the one whose spirit Elisha moved in. Whereas God said, I'm going to do this one myself. So if Elisha was the gold standard of miracles in the Old Testament, then the turning of your relationship, which for some of y'all will be a miracle, God can do. Because just like it didn't rain for years, you ain't missed them for years. But, but God can make it rain again. Keep reading. God will turn their hearts by his own spirit and by his own power. See, God's spirit can get to places that nobody else and nobody and nothing else can get to. God's spirit can get to things. Come on, he got to you. Remember you? Before you got born again. (laughs) He got to you. Well, if God can get to you and touch your heart. What makes you think he can't get to them and turn their hearts? That includes into the hearts that have been closed. Some some people's hearts was closed, locked up, bolted, chained, put a guard up front and say, don't even ask who's who's there. Just shoot if they try to get anywhere near your heart. Some of y'all have locked up your hearts. And the only one that you gave the key so far is the Lord. Everybody else, come over when I'm there and I'll open it for you. But I'm going to ask you to leave after a certain time too. And I'm going to reclose it back up too. Because my heart was hurt. And I'm never going to open it back up like that again. God can get into the heart of people whose hearts have, for whatever reason, been closed. And when it gets there, God's power has the power like none other power has too. He can be able to even change what's there. He can take a heart of stone and turn it into a heart of flesh. Make it soft and pliable again. Such a being just like it was at the beginning. God can open it up, turn the heart, turn it into what he wanted to do. And then allow it to be able to be the way it's supposed to for the person he's going to bring back to you. Notice God said that he turned the hearts of the disobedient to the wisdom of the just. Now the disobedient are those who would no longer listen to the voice of reason. Now, I'm a, now, 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 now in, in case you spend a lot of money on therapy, yeah. just stay locked in with me now because God is a healer now. We're going to reopen. We might have to reopen something because the disobedient are those who would no longer listen to the voice of reason. They were hearing, they weren't hearing it no more. And sometimes we was dealing with folk who just wouldn't listen to reason. We done talked with them, talked with them, talked with them. We done explained things to them. We done tried to, we cried in front of them. We got irritated with them. We called them out their name, everything. And it's like they still didn't change because they wasn't hearing. They were the disobedient that he's talking about right here. That word disobedient right here means unpersuadable. Unpersuadable. It also means contumacious, contumacious. I got to show my education here once in a while. 
contumacious. Let's work with unpersuadable for while you figure out contumacious. <laughs> See some of y'all pulling out your, your phones right now. Praise God, trying to look it up. Now God will turn the hearts of the ones who were who were unpersuadable. You know, some of them folk that you broke off relationship with, your friendship gone, your relationship gone, even relationships between sons and daughters and fathers and sons and fathers and daughters and mothers and sons. It's just been destroyed. Why? Because they were unpersuadable. See, the ones, he's talking about the ones who you would talk to time after time after time after time after time, but they were unpersuaded. It's as though nothing you said could sink into them. You, I mean, you're sharing your heart with them and they're looking like, whatever. You're like, oh, Lord. Those to whom you would try to talk sense to, but it seemed like nothing you say make any sense to them. It's like you was talking Greek. Those who you tried to reason with, but there was no reasoning with them. Anybody ever know what I'm talking about? That's because they was unpersuadable. That's because they was contumacious. They was con- contumacious. The word contumacious means stubbornly resistant to authority. Stubbornly resistance to authority. This can be anything. Right now it's talking about sons to fathers. But it could be any relationship. And see, now that's a contentious situation right there. When a son is stubbornly resistant to the authority of the father. And the father trying his best not to knock his teeth down his throat. He's trying to love him. Anyway. But he's stubbornly resistant to authority. Tell them to do something, they're going to do the opposite. Tell them to be somewhere, they're going to they gonna be there. Tell them to be in by this time, they're going to come in late purposely, it seems like. Now the mother is like, give them another chance. The father like, oh, see, oh, see. Oh, see, oh, see. Baby, you better talk to your boy. Amen. Some of y'all would go to prayer talking about the person that I'm talking to, that you're thinking about. Be like, Lord, I'm trying. Lord, I'm trying. We done hit 70 times seven. How many times I got to be dealing with? Contumacious also means stubbornly perverse or rebellious. Stubbornly perverse or rebellious. It's as though their their thinking was twisted and no matter what you said or did, it couldn't straighten things out with them. It's as though they were stubbornly perverse. They were like, stay twisted for a reason. It's like they wanted to stay twisted. No matter how you tried to work with them, no matter how you tried to work things out, no matter how you tried to make things right, It's as though they were just rebellious. They were stubbornly rebellious. It's like they wouldn't even move. They wouldn't wouldn't budge. Just give me this. Look, look. Just do this. It's as though because you said it, no. The word contumacious means willfully and obstinately disobedient willfully and obstinately disobedient. 
Whereas no matter how much you try to work with them or work things out or make things right between you and them, giving them chance after chance after chance, you wrote it off. I'm going to write it off. I'm going to just write it off. I'm leaving it level four. I'm going to just write it off. But it was though they were willfully and obstinately disobedient. It's like they made up their minds not to do what was right. Just like you made up your mind to do what's right. It's like they made up their mind that they ain't going to do what's right. And the more that you would say level four, they would like to stoke it up some more. And then sometimes look at you and you'll be like, Jesus, help me. I never been there, have you? Everybody else might not have been able to get through them. Seems like you were trying to send somebody. What you go talk to them? It's like nobody could get through to them. But God can. God can. They, speaking of the disobedient, might have been successful at staying away from you and avoiding you. But they can't avoid God. God knows where they are. God knows where they live. God knows where they is. And God knows how to get through to them too. And God is telling you, I can get through to that person for you. And in fact, he's telling some of you, I'm going to get through to that person for you. The disobedient might not have listened to a word you had to say. But God, who is the word, the living word, is going to speak a word to their hearts, causing them to change their hearts and no longer stay apart and want to be back with you. God said he's turning the hearts of the disobedient to the wisdom of the just. But notice also, let's read it again, read it again. I want you to see this. Praise God. I love the Lord. Anybody here love the Lord? In Luke chapter 1, verse 16, it says, And many of the children of Israel shall be turned to the Lord God. How many of them? How many of them? Many. Many. He said many of the children of Israel. Notice, God said many of the children of Israel, not all. Oh, he said, don't add in what you want to hear. Read what he said. He said many of the children of Israel, not all. Which means there are some that even God ain't going to be able to get through to. Because they've just decided that they're going to be wrong. And that's just what they're going to do. Now, although it says many and not all, that doesn't mean it won't be yours. The Bible says, be it unto you according to your faith. So just stay in faith, praise God, and the restoration can occur. Turn to Jeremiah chapter 3. I'll show it to you. I'll show it to you. I'll show it to you. Jeremiah chapter 3. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. Jeremiah chapter 3. We're talking about the restoration of relationships. God is going to cause restoration of a relationship. Turn people's hearts back toward one another. Even the disobedient. The rebellious, hard heads, stiff neck, crazy folk. God said, I can get through to them too. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm, I'm proof. Amen. Tell them, be encouraged. He got to me. Amen. Be encouraged. Jeremiah chapter 3. See, the restoration includes the restoration of backslidden children. That's both God's children and ours. Jeremiah chapter 3, let's begin reading in verse 21. I love the Lord. It says, a voice was heard upon the high places, weeping and supplications of the children of Israel, for they have perverted their ways. Listen to that. People are crying. 
because people, somebody has perverted their way. Some of these people have brought tears to our eyes. And we did cry. Men, women too. Just cried over what we was going through. It says, a voice was heard upon the high places, weeping and supplication of the children of Israel. For they have perverted their way and they have forgotten the Lord their God. Return ye backsliding children and I will heal your backslidings. Then it picks up with the response. Behold, we come unto thee for thou art the Lord our God. Because God will call and they'll answer. God will speak and they'll hear it and begin to respond. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you are blessed by what the word of God had to say. I hope that you're seeing what the scripture has to say about the awesome promise of recovering restoration that our loving God wants to bring our way. I hope even more that you're seeing that it's true, that recovering restoration is available to me and you. That's why I'm showing you scripture on top of scripture that clearly shows us that it's something that God wants to do for us. God really does want to bring recovering restoration into the lives of me and you, of everything that's been lost and or stolen from the lives of me and you. So, Let's let God do what he says in scripture so clearly that he wants to do. That is to bring recovering restoration into the lives of me and you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to send it to you ASAP, but it's always best when you can get it live. If you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed when you do, and we will too. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.